0: This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com.
1: moving higher in the 21st century, hardworking people
0: working hard for you and me, moving higher time and time again,
1: through the years you'll find a seed.
0: with Chip Nellinger. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information go to axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com chip is with blue reef agri marketing out of morton illinois and chip's nice enough to come on and talk about what's going on in the markets and man i'll tell you this cold weather chip my uh, my tongue froze up there for a second and couldn't uh, couldn't say blue reef agri marketing correctly
1: <laughs> that's all right it's a mouthful at times it uh know, yeah, what what uh, what do they say just uh, doesn't matter what you call me just don't call me late for dinner
0: right <laughs> that's right exactly all right man so let's take a look at some weather situation here so you out there in Illinois where you're at you guys got about a foot of snow um i guess talk about that a little bit and and what that event looked like and and did you get was it was it moisture rich snow or was it that you know fluffy dry snow yeah it was on the
1: on the fluffier
0: drier side
1: um we had been you know on on the dry side we'll take the moisture i don't know if anybody really wants a foot of snow at once but uh, you know, some blowing and drifting uh, with that. That's probably the. I'm just don't know the exact statistics, but uh, probably the biggest uh, you know one day snowfall we've had in uh, many years here uh, in this part of the world. I remember as a kid in the late '70s, early '80s, uh, you know, it wasn't uncommon to have a foot and a half, two feet at once. But we haven't had that for a long, long time, and uh, so it's pretty big snowfall for us. And uh, we're gonna get her cleaned up, and you know, now we're kind of focused on, uh, you know, spring coming pretty soon. It's February. So, uh, you know, that's, it's right in the ballpark here where guys are starting to think about March rolling around. And if it's nice enough doing some field work and, you know, groundhogs day yesterday, so mm-hmm. we can have six more weeks of, of sloppy winter weather, or is it going to straighten out a little bit? And, uh, that could have a, a direct bearing on, you know, when planting Starts around the country and around here. So uh, we're yep. kind of trying to
0: get to the end of uh, winter here, but uh, we're not quite there yet. Yep. All right. So last couple of days have been some pretty big selling taking place and last night. The overnights, there was uh, some pretty significant, um, selling like just kind of continued through you know soybeans were down seven to 12 cents you know corn was down four to six cents and uh you know wheat was down five to seven after what happened you know during the day and you just across the board just had a huge huge swing um in and what was going on there you know and i guess the dollar shot up to over about about 175 points or so overnight so i guess you take a look what's going on there chip we had a pretty good run going and then uh you know we had a couple days of selling here and uh, i mean is it just profit taking that we're looking at here or is just something bigger out there that we're that's blooming on the horizon. Yeah, I, I think profit taking,
1: especially in the beans, you know, here in you uh, know a little less than, uh, or I guess right at two months time, the bean markets rallied uh, three dollars, uh, pretty straight up the last dollar and a half of that as well. So mm-hmm. you, you know, markets kind <clears> of <throat> historically want to take uh, or get towards a forty-five degree angle of ascent or descent, and we got way above that. In the beans got a little bit ahead of ourselves. And, you know, you started to see that yesterday at the highs. Uh, you know, we shot up there about 5.30 in the morning yesterday. Uh, the bean market uh, rallied in 20, 25 cents within a matter of a couple minutes. And uh, that brought in some some profit taking. And uh, wheat and corn kind of started that uh, out. Uh, beans then kind of, uh, you know, still closed pretty strong yesterday. But seen some profit taking in the overnight. Nothing really uh, changed. I think maybe there's been... A sense that there's a little bit of de-escalation maybe between Russia and Ukraine, uh, and maybe that a, an invasion is not necessarily immediately imminent. Uh, I think that kind of maybe relaxed the wheat and the corn market yesterday, uh, and you know the tremendous run higher. The bean market, quite honestly, needed to have a little bit of a break, and uh, and we're starting to see that. It's not unhealthy to have these breaks along the way in a in a bigger uh, longer term bull market <clears throat> outside markets also playing into that you mentioned the dollar there's been a lot of volatility there uh, the stock market has had a three or four day rally but now uh, you know it's back in in sell mode again and, and the overnights uh, you know see some fairly aggressive selling in the in the stock index uh, futures here in the. US and so you know good excuse here this morning after a long run higher in, in beans especially but corn, you know, pushed up and challenged, uh, contract highs as well. Let's take some money off the table and, uh, you know, kind of reevaluate things. In the bigger picture though, I don't think much has changed. Um, you know, the, the world is still focused on South America. Their production estimates continue to shrink. Their weather is not uh, a great forecast, fairly arid, fairly, uh, hot, uh, you know, over the 10 day period. So they're not going, uh, you know, ending their season on a, On a real great note, uh, down there, harvest is slowly advancing in uh, Brazil. Been a little bit too wet in areas of the north, Um, you know, kind of possibly affecting yields, affecting quality, uh, possibly affecting soy oil content uh, there. Uh, The market's looking ahead to this February crop report that we've got uh, about a week out. And, you know, we'll get an update, probably most importantly. On world numbers, but I think the market is is kind of trading well beyond what the USDA is going to say there. USDA usually takes a measured approach, and they have been dropping those South American estimates, but I think the market is, is well past where the USDA is going to uh, put those projections. And uh, so, you know, kind of back to the fun and games of uh, outside markets, uh, you know, maybe a little bit negative here in the very short run. And uh, longer term, world supply has has shrank, but uh, you can't go higher every day. And we're seeing a little bit of a correction here. Mm-hmm. And I would expect that that correction would uh, eventually find some support here, especially if you'd happen to push March corn, uh, you know, down closer to six bucks trading about six fifteen, six sixteen right now. Uh, you know, I, I just, I think anywhere close to $6, you're going to find a lot of end user, good commercial buying. <clears throat> and on these beans, you know, anything back down towards 15, uh, or if we slip under 15, currently trading about 15.32, I think you'll find uh, some good support. But as we've gone up, you know this volatility is going to increase. It wouldn't be anything to see, you know, a dollar break in beans off the highs. You know, you're already fifty cents into that, uh, nearly uh, from the highs uh, overnight yesterday. And you know, when you get to these levels, you, you typically see dollar and a half, two dollar swings in the bean market. And, and even if we haven't seen the highs yet. Um, you're going to see a great increase in volatility in here. So that should be something we uh, expect over the coming months is uh, big swings like this. I think this is only the start of it.
0: Yep. Okay, so let's talk about energy for just a minute. When you look at what's going on with the energy market right now, I and mean, oil is down over a dollar, uh, front month contracts are down over about a dollar. You've got, obviously, this natural gas situation um, article I read this morning uh, had to do with uh, – you know europe's hoping that they don't run into an energy crisis with the winter they've kind of got a uh, a reprieve from some cold weather and you know russia's still uh sending some stuff via the pipeline in russia or ukraine across the way so they're still they've bolstered that a little bit so they're they're hoping that they have enough but that's you know never hopes never good strategy so i guess as you take a look what's going on in energy right now what are your thoughts there Yeah, I think a lot like
1: uh, the grain markets, you know, crude oil's had a a huge run higher here, Um, you know, kind of uh, got up close to that $90 level, Uh, you know, natural gas, as you mentioned, has had a a big run higher uh, as well. And in my mind, I I think, you know, and we've talked about this uh, on on podcasts that, uh, you know, you look at crude oil market, look at that chart, and that'll tell you whether the U.S. has... Uh, inflation or not and you know certainly uh, uh you know uh december we were trading uh, in the low to mid 60s and you know i think uh, at the highs uh, yesterday we felt just just shy of 90 so uh, that is what uh, the only thing you need yep. to know about inflation right there now like the bean market it's been pretty straight up there hasn't been really uh, many major corrections in the oil market for the last uh, you know 20 25 dollars could you correct this thing five, seven, eight dollars? Absolutely, and still, you know, maybe eventually be on the way to hundred dollar plus crude oil. And um, you know, some of it's structural, some of it, uh, you know, is is real. Some of it's money flowing in. Some of it is uh, the the rapid shift to green energy. There's been kind of a um, you know disinvestment uh, in you know the energy, the traditional uh, you know carbon based energy markets. And, you know, natural gas kind of all of a sudden has a a bad name to it, right? It's harmful for the environment. And, you know, um, crude oil producers are having a tougher time getting financing. Um, And, you know, I mean, do you you know what the end result of that's going to be, right? They're they're not going to produce as much. And so it shouldn't be a shock that this is, um, you know, where we end up and throw some you know, bullish things in there, the rush Ukraine tensions, the cold weather in, in Europe and, you know, shutting a uh, coal and nuclear power plants down. And all of a sudden we have an energy crisis and, you know, it seems like some awful smart people seem shocked at that. But, um, you know, on the other hand, it almost seems like it's, uh, orchestrated, uh, it, in a lot of regards to speed this green thing up uh, a little bit. But, yeah. uh, I think same thing in the energy markets. We got a problem started, um, you know, look at crude oil, as long as it stays, you know, in the, in the seventies and doesn't, uh, you know, maybe break $80 say in the short run here, I think it's just going to be a a break that gets bought and, you know, there's nothing to say that the uptrend, uh, has been uh, broken yet. Natural gas, you mentioned, that's going to be wildly volatile. And it has been, you know, down pretty sharply here. Um, today, but it's at a huge run higher. And so bigger picture there for the foreseeable future, you're probably not going back down to those recent lows from a couple months ago anytime soon uh, in natural gas, especially if you'd see, uh, you know, a re-escalation of this Russia-Ukraine situation, because that's, uh, you know, huge, not only in the grain markets, but uh, in inter- world energy markets as well.
0: Yep. All right. Let's talk about what's going over in the protein markets uh, box beef prices are, are continuing to get weaker. Um, oh, let's see. Article I read this morning looks like uh, you know choice box beef and select was down 65 cents on Wednesday, and it continues a recent slide to wholesale values. Um, basically, also. There's just a, a big swing there as you take a look at that. So I guess as you as you're looking at the box beef prices comparatively to to the report that came out last Friday, basically talking about the U.S. herd and what that looked like being lower than it was a year before, you would think that the box beef prices would would kind of firm up there a little bit, but that's not the case. Yeah, I think there'll be a, a lag
1: there. I, I don't think that that inventory report, <clears throat> you know, maybe has an immediate effect on on box beef prices uh, box beef has had a huge run higher here so um, it, you know seeing a little bit of a, of a correction there I think the futures the, the live cattle futures did have some some buying after that report it, I think it was largely expected but still underscores the fact that you know the drought situation that uh, is ongoing in the uh, in the west uh, has led to a multi-year reduction in you know, heifers slowed heifer retention down a lot of cow kill uh and and i think eventually there's no question you're going to see the the effects of that and and so i think you saw some buying there in the in the uh, live cattle futures uh feeders have kind of caught fire here with the corn market breaking back the last couple of days and um but i you know i i think we are into some new contract highs here some of these deferred live cattle futures there's good profitability there even with increased feed costs And we're not going to go higher every day. So, you know, in the very short run, I think from a producer standpoint, looking at some levels here that, uh, you know, warrant, um, you know, maybe some hedging. I think there's some other things going on here. Um, You know, this trucker situation between U.S. and Canada, um, you know, there's a a big beef trade there. And so that's a little bit uncertain. And and, uh, I'm not sure how that's going to play out, but, you know, it just does not take much of a disruption in you know the the flow of of our meat supply to cause some big problems and you know that's i don't know whether that's going to be bullish bearish or how that's going to play out yet necessarily but you know this canada u.s truck situation is uh is probably not good overall for uh,
0: for any of us yeah in, in any industry yeah it's true the uh the trucker situation is uh it's escalating faster than it's de-escalating it's there's there's just they're they're piling in Ottawa there and they've pretty much shut down the city it's, from what i can understand what i've read they've pretty well blocked things off to where they've slowed everything to a snail's pace there so more to come on that i mean we'll have to pay attention well you gotta to dig that. to find that news because they're not putting that out no. uh, for yeah. public view you gotta yeah you really gotta you look gotta for it. dig for that yeah it's kind of shocking and that something like that's going on and they're not covering it, but that's another topic chip. <laughs> so <okay>. it definitely <laughs> is.
1: That's a whole nother two hour yeah, podcast. That's Casey.
0: exactly right. So, <laughs> well, good stuff as usual chip folks want to reach out to you and get more information about what you're doing at blue reef. What's the best way to do that? Yeah, best way is just call our office 309-550-7213.
1: Love to chat with you. Love to talk to you about uh, what your plan is and, how you might be able to improve, and uh, you know, on developing a plan and executing on that plan, because as these markets have shown in the last couple of days, this volatility is uh, for the short run here to stay and probably going to
0: increase as we go forward into this spring and summer. Yep, absolutely. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, Chip. You bet. Thanks for having me, Casey. Right on. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's where you find the latest editions of the Moving Iron Podcast. Also go to movingironllc.com for everything Moving Iron related. Uh, check out uh, information that will be up here for the Moving Iron Summit coming up in Nashville, Tennessee, September 6th, 7th, and 8th. All that information will be available here shortly. So with that, I am Casey Seymour with Chip Nellinger. Let's go to some iron folks. Out.